welcome to Emmaus. If you missed last week's message, want to re-listen, or you're just tuning in, we hope this recording is a blessing to you. As always, you can find out more about Emmaus at peacechurch.cc slash youngadults. How's it going? Good? Good? How's it going? Y'all can answer. Come on, y'all. So, we have to talk about decision-making tonight. Probably some of yours favorite things to talk about is some of you love making decisions and it can be difficult I wish I could come up here this evening and say do these three things whenever there's a decision and every decision it'll just work out just fine and you'll you'll be just you'll be all right but that's that's not how it works their decision making can be difficult it can be complicated but I want to go through some things this evening that Let's lay the groundwork so when decisions come, when it comes time to make some decisions, you have the tools to actually make wise and good decisions. I talked to you about a time in my life not that long ago, um, probably eh, going almost two years ago. Uh, I was I'd been out of ministry for a while. Um, I've I wanted to be a pastor. For some reason, God had me at a school working with at-risk youth in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and helping them, young people, some of them, you know, up to, some of them had children, were married with children, get their diploma up to 22 years old. Something had happened in their life and traditional school didn't work out for them. And so I was the principal of the center on the Fuller and Leonard area, you ever go there, you got to get some Cousins Tasty Fried Chicken. It's delicious. You won't regret it. Uh, and, but it, I, I still felt this calling to be a pastor, but I had surrendered that to God and said, you know, Lord, I'm just going to be faithful where you have me. And I had kind of just put it out of my mind that like, this is what I'm going to be doing. Um, if you bring a pastor to me, I'll, I'll jump at the opportunity and I'll thank you, Lord. But Right now, I'm just going to be faithful where I'm at. And I'd been working at that for a while. And I'd kind of relegated that to, like, I'm going to do this next school year. I'm not even going to look. Well, I was looking. If you know Jeremiah, my son, he was looking for a video and film job and possibly in a church. So I went on church staffing looking for him. And there was this job at Peace Church. And I'd never really, I, I, I've driven by here, but I didn't know anything about the church. So I'm like, well, let's, let's check it out because there's some crazy churches out there and I didn't want to recommend him putting in his resume somewhere where it was going to be a weird church. And so I went to the, the, uh, the website and the first thing I always do is go look at their doctrinal statement. That, to me, that is the foundation. That is the most important thing. So I go and I look at the doctrinal statement and I read around. I'm saying, ah, I think this might be a good place. And so I go to the job opportunities and there's this congregational care pastor position on there as well. I'm like, that's interesting. So I click on it. And I read through it and I'm like, that sounds like it fits my gifts. My wife is sitting on the chair. I was sitting on a couch. I'm like, hey, Beth, listen to this. So I read it to her. I'm like, what, you, you think that that kind of fits where, where I'm at, you know, and stuff? She's like, yeah. So I'm going to throw my resume in and see what happens. Literally, 
that's how, <laughs> that's how, that's how I ended up, you know, I had to talk with Ryan and do all that stuff, but that's what started me at Peace Church. I was being obedient, striving to live for God in where He had put me, and being patient, and just going forward, and something came about, and I went for it. And sometimes that's how things happen. But, but making wise biblical decisions is a process, is a process that you prepare for. Good decision making is a process that you prepare for. To make wise biblical decisions, you need to start preparing for that now. So when a decision comes, you are ready. So, let's start and let's look at, at these verses here. Um, if you have your Bibles with you or on your phone, let's turn to Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. I want to start out by looking at some, some good biblical principles that will, will help us to make better decisions. So let's pray and then we'll, we'll dig in. Lord, we come to you this evening. And Lord, I just thank you for everyone that is here tonight. Lord, I, I echo a thank you for the sunshine this weekend and the warm weather and the opportunity to worship together. Lord, just be with us tonight as we talk through this. Lord, if there's anyone here making some difficult decisions, Lord, may tonight be a blessing to them, but also down the road, Lord, because decision-making can be difficult. We just ask that you would guide us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. These are some of my favorite verses in the Bible. Um, and I, it says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commands with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. It keeps going. We're going to stop right there. But... If you look at these verses, some of the things that are in here are this. Receive the words of God. Treasure up God's commandments within you. Make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline, inclining your heart to understanding. Call out for insight. Raise your voice for understanding. Seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures. Some of you might be thinking, well, what does this have to do with decision making? I'm talking about laying the groundwork. To make good biblical decisions, to make good decisions, you have to have wisdom. Proverbs is a book about wisdom. But in order to to be, have that wisdom, it is a process, right? You need to receive the words of, of God. You need to not just receive them, but treasure the commandments of God. Treasure them up. Gather them up. That's what that's talking about. We, we, do any of you collect anything? What do you collect? Pokemon or something like that? Okay, I'm saying you look like a Pokemon type guy. <laughs> what do you collect now? Oh, that's cool. That's, that's crazy. What? 
vinyls. That's, it's crazy that that stuff comes back. You know, I, you know, back in the day, I was like, you know, uh, you don't record, you got to like pick it up. I mean, isn't it much better just to do a CD? And now, yeah, <laughs> records do sound better though, especially if you got a good record player. So they're cool. But we collect things. We all have things that we like and that we treasure. But this saying, treasure wisdom. Making your ear attentive. Listening for things. You know, that's, that's one thing that finding people that you're hearing wisdom from and, and making your ear attentive. Not just letting it go in one ear and out the other, but make your ear attentive that you're hearing it. Inclining your heart towards the commands of God and towards His Word. Calling out, praying for wisdom. Raising your voice. Seeking it as for hidden treasures. Seeking it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasures. I mean, think about that picture right there. If you knew there was $10 million in your backyard but you had to search for it, how hard would you search for it? I'd be digging like crazy. I don't know about you all. But I'd be searching hard for it. Now don't, don't act like, you know, I wouldn't, you know, you know you'd be searching hard for that $10 million. Each and every one of us would be. Even if you had to travel somewhere to get it. You'd be searching for it and seeking after it. And that's what this is talking about. And if this is a process that you should be doing now, I wish I was doing that more when I was your age. But this is something as decisions come to you that if you're laying this groundwork, it's going to help you when you have to make decisions. I love these verses here over in 3, 5 through 7, 3, 5 through 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. Proverbs is always talking about making wise and foolish decisions, and it gives us all kinds of guidance in that. So making this, this helps. You know, one of the things that I'm doing right now, and I've done many times, is there's 31 Proverbs. There's 30 or 31 days in a month. Read a proverb, unless it's February. Read a proverb every day. You might have to double up one. <coughs> but read a proverb every day. There's so much wisdom and knowledge in there that's going to help you as you are making decisions. And going throughout all of the Word of God is going to help you. So, good decision-making is a process that you are preparing for now. And you're always preparing for it. Because they're going, hard decisions and difficult decisions are going to come to you throughout life. And it's good if you have a good basis. And as you get older and you go through this more and you have younger people come to you, some of you, if you work with youth, you might have that now because you learn through life's lessons. And, you, and one of the ways that you learn about decision-making sometimes is making bad decisions. <laughs> but this, will, this right here will help us not make bad decisions. We'll look at another passage here. We'll look at Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. 
He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I mean, if you look at this, the, the one, this picture that's drawn here is this person who's like a, a tree planted by the streams of water. You know, you, you think of that, that tree. Any of you guys fish? Or anything like if you're going down a river and you see that beautiful lush tree that's growing right by the side of the stream, it's healthy because it's always fed. And you know that tree because you want to cast underneath it and buy it so there might be fish there too. But anyways, what does this person do? They, they do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. They do not stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. You need to, one of the ways you prepare is by not doing these things. But what does this person do? They delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night. Then there is these results. Now, does this mean your life's always going to be rich and famous and very good? No. But you're going to be able to have the, the preparation to know how to make good biblical decisions. It's going to help you greatly. And one of the ways, I don't know about you, but one of the ways that the Holy Spirit works in my life is He'll bring to me verses. Like, I'll just, something, I'll be thinking through something, meditating, just thinking through, like, how do, what do I do in this situation? What decision should I make? And all of a sudden, boom, verses start popping in my head that I've read. Oh, that's here, and I'll go read that. And it's very, very helpful. The path of blessing. And as I said, you know, there, there, aren't, there are things that you can go to to say that can help you make decisions, but the best way in making decisions, I think, is having the proper foundation in all of your life. And that is going to help you greatly. So, some other, um, each situation though is different, now what? You can have a, a, a situation to make a decision and Quinn's his his situation's different than mine yet we're kind of trying to decide on the same thing I want to give you some principles on that um, some biblical principles so one is there clear scriptural guidance if it's sinful and it's going to do wrong you know right away nope will I be sinning if I do not do this you know, so is it something that's, that's right, that's something that you know you should do, that it's difficult, and you kind of want to avoid it? But James 4.17 says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So these are like, this is thing, sin of commission, like doing it on a purpose and omission. A thing you could ask too, am I loving God by doing this? Is this a decision that I'm making that will allow me to love God with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength? Am I loving my neighbor in making this decision? So also looking at beware thinking that feelings are clear direction from God. There's safety and abundance of good counselors. And did I make a commitment? This one right here, this first one, beware of thinking. I want to, I'll go back here though. The 
Am I loving my neighbor? Am I loving God on this one? That's something that you need to think about. How, why are you making this decision? Is it solely selfish? Or are you looking out for others in making this decision? Beware of thinking that feelings are clear direction from God. We can all get caught up in this. If something seems really good, we might think, well, God is opening this door for sure. And God may be. But you know what? It is always still good to seek guidance, to pray about it. Always good. Because something that seems really good may not be. It It may feel right and may not be the right decision to make at that time. It may be. But just find people that you can trust. Um, safety and abundance of counselors. I, I can't, you know, you're here, but, you know, the discipleship communities, you know, having some people of your, of your own age. But I also really strongly suggest that you have, if you don't have family, that you find some people in the church that you can trust that are going to have your best interests in mind and want to help you make good decisions that you can talk to about things. So I can say this right now. I'm a much better decision maker now than I was at 49 than I was at 40. I'm a better decision maker now. At, as a, at 40, I was a good, better decision maker than when I was 30. So this is something that you, you grow into as well. But I'm just... These are some things that I've learned throughout my life. And finally, did I make a commitment? If you made a commitment and you think that God's leading you in another place, even though you made a commitment, I would think twice about that. You could be going on, I really, like, I feel God's opening a door over here. But if you go back, am I loving my neighbor by doing this? Because I made a commitment to this person. And my word should be my, my, my bond. You know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. It says in Matthew chapter 5. So if you've made a commitment and something, another opportunity comes around and you think this is God opening a door, I would think twice about that. Because you made a commitment to someone. So be careful about that. Next, just do something. <laughs> God works in the circumstances of our lives. Another story that, so I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 21, 22, 23, 24 years old. I didn't go back to school to go, go into ministry until I was like 26. I was married with four children. I got married young and boom, 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 had kids. That's why I'm a grandpa at 40, I was a grandpa at 43 because my daughter, I mean, how many, you got any 27-year-olds in the house? My 27-year-old my daughter has five kids. <laughs> she got married at 19, had five kids. She's our favorite right now. Um, so, but, I mean, God works in the circumstances of your life. It's like, I needed to find a job, and I was, because I was going back to school, and I needed to find something like third shift so I could go back to school in the mornings and um, online school really wasn't that as much of a thing then, even in 2003 when I went back to school. And I, there was a job post board at our, at our church. And all of a sudden it's like, 
there was this job, third shift working on the printing press at Our Daily Bread, making the Our Daily Breads. That was a really boring job, but God provided <laughs> in that time. Uh, and I said, that, you know, I think that's, that's the one, right? I, I put my, my, my resume in, boom. God really helped me through that. And, and two, opportunities abound that may not be obvious. Be on the lookout. That's another place you could find with counselors, like someone that you know. That could, be, that could give you wise advice. Be like, like, I'm struggling in this. I don't see many opportunities. They might be able to help you see the opportunities. Then sometimes you just have to calculate the risk and go for it. Just calculate the risk and go for it. Like there's some risks that aren't very good. Am I going to go way into debt for this? Ah, probably not the best thing. To, maybe not the best thing to do if, if the payoff isn't very good. It, you know what is what is going to happen? Sometimes you you go you don't you talk to the count you know, the people that you know, and they're saying ah that's a really tough decision, and other and you you're think, praying through it, and you're it's just kind of a, it's a gray area. You don't really know what to do. Sometimes you just got to say I'm I'm going to go for it. If this isn't that huge of a risk. I'm going to go for it. Just do something. So, I put some, stu- um, some questions on the tables to go through some scriptures and to look at some of these things. And as I said, I wish I could give you just exact little things that you could do and it would work every time. But I don't really, in my experience, there are some, some principles that I gave you that can work. But, I think the best thing to do is be prepared spiritually, have a good foundation, and have good people around you that you can talk to and make decisions together. So, take your, go through those questions and talk through them at your table.